What's up, gang? Welcome to the four-week winter series, Dawn of Deception, with my co-host, Randy Shine, magician, performer, and urban intellectual. I am your host, Dr. Dawn Galette Crossan, your favorite Philly girl, licensed psychologist, and certified trauma therapist. In this series, we are going to look at the intersection between pop culture, politics, the black community, and mental health. Let's jump in. What's up, gang? What's up? I hope that you are enjoying this series, but this one right here, we had to do two parts to. This is on the manosphere, which is just such a triggering topic for me when I hear some of the things that the people that are on this platform speak about, both male and female. So this one went over our time, trying to keep our, our podcast at a certain time span. So this is part one of the discussion on the manosphere. Hope you enjoy it. All right. So first up, we have so many different topics we're going to talk about, but I want to really point out that this topic here was a hot spot for Dr. Dawn. Randy brought it to my attention. And I was, you know, I was aware that people thought like this in particular men, but to hear this, I was like so frustrated with some of the content that I was hearing about this particular topic that I had to stop and watch cartoons. Cause I was just like, and pray, mm-hmm. I prayed and watched cartoons because it was too much. So we're going to be talking about today, the manosphere. Now we might get into something else, but I don't think we're going to have time for that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the manosphere. And then after that, we'll see if we could transition into another topic. So I'm going to stop and let Randy tell us about the manosphere. But before you tell us, how you doing today, Randy? I'm doing great, doing great. Things are busy and busy is good, but you know how that is. Uh, we're juggling a lot. Uh, yeah, let's some get feedback. That. You're getting some feedback. I don't know what you're doing, but it was some okay, feedback. Okay, that's, that's my microphone moving. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to get, uh, let's just jump right into this because this is a hot topic that's been going around for, uh, I've, it became popular within the last two years, I would say, and that's the manosphere. Yes. And, they, and people are probably wondering, what is that? Um, well, the manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and uh, online forums uh, promoting masculin- masculinity. However, it, there's some misogynistic perspectives about this, and basically it's a strong opposition to feminism. That's the classic definition of it. But it gets more uh, nuanced than that because you have men rights activists, you have uh, what they call MGTOW, which is uh, men going their own way. Then you have the pickup artists and you have father rights. It all kind of breaks down into these different things. But the one thing that is consistent amongst all these little subdivisions is that strong men masculinity promoting that as an opposition to Feminism, but not just feminism, but just opposition to women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we could talk about that. I guess the most popular and probably the most famous person in the manosphere, particularly the black manosphere, is a gentleman named Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Samuels' position is that um, women have a desire for a high value man. And a high value man makes over six figures, he lives a certain lifestyle, and a high value man has options that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um quote unquote regular woman does not have. And why do women who are not high value want a high value man? Basically, what do women bring to the table to deserve this type of man? 
And I had an opportunity because you sent me the videos <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I actually did uh, see him uh, on a couple other like platforms, some mm-hmm. of his clips and things like that. And so as opposed to the other two you sent me, there mm-hmm. were some things that he said that I understood to some degree. Now, his methods, I mm-hmm. totally did not agree with in many ways because, I, you know, but again, women put themselves in those situations. They come onto the show. So I know that they're sub- they, they know how he maneuvers. So they're subject to that kind of thing or they they allow it to happen or they agree to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I heard kind of what he was talking about in terms of like the one episode he was sharing, like, you know, if, you know, you know, some of the things that this was like, come on, most of the things he said, I was just like, get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, this whole thing of rating them, rating women, you know, yes. mm-hmm. this idea of, yes, you're, uh, you're a 10. So the one woman said she was a 10 and he was like, Mm-mm, you were six at best. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not, you know, it, it really, it just, that did something to me because I feel <laughs> like as black women, we have enough pressure in this society to meet all these different body standards, hair texture, skin color. And then you're going to put me in a situation where you're asking me to rate myself only for you to come back and tell me, nah, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't no, you ain't no 10, you know? And then I'm thinking, the other thing I didn't like about that was I mm-hmm. felt like, you know, really beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. And because we have had so many different forms of beauty thrown in our faces, mm-hmm. we, I don't even know sometimes if we really know what true beauty is. Right. Because we've mm-hmm. been programmed through our media to look for a certain st- size, a certain style, a certain skin complexion, mm-hmm. everything, all of those things. And we don't even realize how subconscious we are being programmed, right? So then when someone asks us what's beautiful, where look where where's that where is that standard coming from? Is that really coming from what I find attractive or what I've been told was attractive? So that just that did something to me. I was like, really? So you ask her what she thought, she tell you what she thought, and you you knock her down a peg, you know, a couple pegs, like four pegs, because she said a 10. And he said, No, nah, you a six act best. And then says something about how much you weigh. And yeah, yeah, he was, gets into I, that. Oh he, always, he always asks women how much they weigh, how tall are they? And uh, what is their, how much do they make? And based on those metrics that he has, uh, he will say, hey, you are not worthy of having a high value man. Which kills me because I'm mm -hmm. like, where's the internal pieces? Like, why aren't we looking at some internal pieces? Like, you know, like in terms of loyalty, in terms of intelligence, in terms Mm -hmm. of um, just a loving personality a loving character someone who is very genuine authentic like none of this is none of this i ever heard well i, I don't know I only can go by what the couple episodes i saw and what you shared with me but everything that came across my desk none of it's none of these things are things that actually the research shows that causes lasting relationships so like he brings out research all the time he told the one lady um 30 percent 70 percent of men are are trying to get laid or something he said in, in the one video you sent me you remember the one where he was like 70 percent of sync something he said about yeah 70 percent of men will not get laid or trying to get laid some statistic he said right now the one statistic he did quote i agree with he said um that men marry for looks and women marry for provision. That's that's the research that's been the consistent research for a very long time, at least 25, 30 years, right? Say that thing. So you said men marry for looks. And women tend to marry for um, provisions. And of course, we know that's oh, not okay. all women and that's not all men. Okay, so let, let me play devil's advocate. So that is that in line with his metrics when he's asking women well, how that's much? that's what I was going to say. Okay. I was, what I was going to say was that the research also shows that relationships that last long are built on camaraderie 
and connection. So mm-hmm. like those relationships that are built on uh, lust or, or physical attraction, they eventually that fizzles out and the relationship tends to die. Mm-hmm. The relationships that last over a period of time are built on camaraderie, connection and friendship. Right. Mm-hmm. All of that is, you know, internal that's internal stuff. So like mm-hmm. he, he quotes, he quotes the research. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, the, there's another set of research that says that, Hey, that fizzle, that, 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 that thing that you say that men marry for, which I, I agree that the research does support that men marry for that, that eventually dies out. And if you don't have that camaraderie connection and, and, and an authentic relationship, you won't have a lasting connection with that person. So that's the short term, the looks, are the short term, the short term, and the long term is the uh, internal soft skills, yes, connection, friendship, things of that nature. Okay, yeah. I get that. And so, um, with that, you have another person who's big on the manosphere, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, and he's been around for a while. <laughs> Look at your face. Now, I must say, there is. I don't think there's anything I agree with Jesse Lee Peterson. I don't agree with his approach. I don't agree with his philosophy, uh, his perspective or anything. Uh, For those of you who do not know him, I would say check out his YouTube page, but don't get, don't, don't do that because I don't want to do that. Don't put yourself through that. not, Not just, I don't want you to put yourself through that. I don't want to help his algorithm in terms of views. But uh, so at best, just Wikipedia him. Uh, <laughs> at best, don't help him out that way. But basically, he's this ultra conservative uh, African American uh, that has these strong views of women. Um, he, uh, I would say, claims to be a Christian <laughs> like that, and he states that. Um, First of all, he blames the fall of man on Eve. Like Eve is the reason why women are the way they are and and the world is the way they are. Okay. He's the same person who says that uh, any problems in society is because of women. Uh, And these, these, I'm not paraphrasing. At all. He said that we are the bringer (laughs) of evil. We are right. evil, bitter, and we are the cause of the destruction in the home. And I mean, I said, what in the world? But the, but the funniest thing to me, the funniest thing to me, and there is a video clip. I have it. I saved it of him saying that women having an orgasm is manlike. Women should not have orgasms during intimacy. He said mm. that is evil. That's the Jer- Jezebel spirit. <laughs> something's wrong with women. The funny thing, I'm, no, it's not even funny. This man has a huge following. I know, I know. A when, huge following. When you and sent people me are, are co-signing stuff, this man. I was just like, not only just people, but women. Mm-hmm. Women are co-signing on it. Um, uh, I saw particularly white women and white men, but I did see some African-American men and, and mm-hmm. as well as uh, Hispanic men and mm-hmm. Was East Indian men. I was really surprised at the number of people of color and black people across the diaspora that was like, you know, wasn't a, it wasn't as big as the white following, but it was big. And I was like, wow, I was really like disheartened by it. Now, I don't I don't know him personally. I don't follow him long enough. But I will just say, you know, I can't say I listen to all of his stuff. I listened to what I needed to listen to for today, you know, but I will share that this is not personal to him. This is this is how I feel about anyone that couple 
puts people in boxes like that, especially races and, and sex, you know, and go hard on it and go hard on it. I, you know, anybody. So this is not a personal indictment of Jesse. Cause I don't know him personally, but anybody that goes hard like that, like, like he paints women so villainous, you know, he, you know, he talks about, and some of the stuff he talks about, I'm like, how can anyone take this as valid and val- viable? Right. Mm-hmm. But it just speaks to what we think on the mm-hmm. inside, you know, and mm-hmm. we just want somebody else to say it. And as soon as somebody else said, we're like, yes, you said it for me. And we run to the run, we run to the aid and support it. Anybody that does that, when you start clumping uh, men or women or black or white or anything into those, those boxes and make it so rigid, I, I think it comes from a place of pain, mm-hmm. a place of hurt, a place of rejection, mm-hmm. you know, a, a place of, you know, so, you know, in some cases, a place of severe traumatic uh, experiences that mm-hmm. has went unresolved for this gentleman to be in his 70s and speaking mm-hmm. in that manner. Um, it just, you know, it really it, it out. It, it, it floored me. And then I read that he um, was uh, uh, against he, he's against the NAACP. Yes, he um, is. He's against anything black. Anything, and, he's a black man. And, 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 and for the viewers and listeners out there, if you're familiar with the boondocks, he is literally a modern day Uncle Ruckus. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a modern day Uncle Ruckus. He hates the black skin that he's in. Yeah. And he hates anything that is black. And you just have to listen to what he has to say. I want to give some context about this uh, Manosphere from my perspective. Uh, I, I believe that it started off, as I said in the introduction, as... Uh, a counter to the feminist movement yeah. where men and, and the manosphere is not just a black thing. I like to focus on just a black manosphere because that's who I, who I am. I'm a black man and I, yeah, I yeah. live in a black, you know, black circles, uh, moving black circles. Uh, so um, it was a it, it was a counter to feminism. In the point where men who were in relationships, married relationships, uh, ended up becoming getting divorced. And men would not have access to their children or it would be hard, difficult to get access to the children and children would be used as pawns against them. Um, That's one aspect of it. And then it's this thing where uh, I would call it the the deification of women, meaning that... um, Black women, well, women are queens. You, men need to serve women. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are, are have been dominant for so long that the women need to push back against them and do anything to marginalize men. Um, and then within the black manosphere, it's this narrative that came from the outside the black in, uh, environment that, oh, all black men are either gay or in jail, or they're these blue collar, uh, they have blue collar jobs and they cannot provide. So women, we need to stand up for ourselves. We are the strong, independent black women. So the pushback, we're like, well, no, that's not true. That's a false narrative. Yeah. Uh, and the research says that black men are more involved in their children's lives than any other race when it comes to being, I don't know if it's, divorce or just in general i, mm-hmm. I gotta look that up and i looked that up myself mm-hmm. and so like well hold on you're using this narrative against us uh and it's not true and th- and then if a black man ends up dating or marrying a white woman and i'm talking about the, the black manosphere 
oh, that's something else. Mm-hmm. Now, then it starts to snowball into all this personal anger and uh, negative. Because all you have to do is take a little bit of truth, then you just throw in the rest of the lies. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how, uh, that's so how now, the devil works. That's how and, the devil and so works. Now, so, so now you have women and men fighting each other, and these men are pushing back, as you said, and I like the word you use, villainizing women, to the point where, as I mentioned in the intro, there's this group called, section of the manosphere called Go Your Own Way, which means that do not have any relationship with any women at all. Mm. Uh, d- don't involve them. Uh, at best, it's just for intimacy. At best. Well, that, you know, that's not intimacy. You mean sex. Yeah, yes, yeah, sex, so sex, so sex. I was trying to keep it clean. But yeah, well, you well, mean just sex because intimacy, yeah, right, right. intimacy but, is, happens but, outside the bedroom. Right. But you don't want to get married. Uh, you could date. Uh, more specifically, uh, what, what was it said? Men are like fine wine and women are like milk. Mm. Meaning that men, as they age, they get better. And men have more opportunities to date younger women. As women get older, we sour. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, sour. Well, and that, and that was a that seemed to be a running trail between Jesse Pitt Peterson. Um, I didn't hear that so much <laughs> with Kevin Samuels. The pieces that I did see with him was women mm-hmm. coming to him saying, "I want a guy. Help me get a guy." Which I'm like, "Are you are you sure? Have you watched his past videos? Because are you sure you want to be on this show right now?" <laughs> right. He's about to. He don't let you finish his statements. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mental health wise, and we'll talk about that as we're closing, guys. There's some reasons that you might not want to ingest this content too much because mental health wise, especially women, black women, mental health wise, it can really some of this stuff. If you're not confident in who you are, can really tear you down and can really cause you to have some self-doubt, especially if you're in your healing journey or your process of healing and you're doing some things differently in a relationship. Got to be mindful of what you, you got to guard what comes inside your eye gate and into your heart. And I'm I'm glad, let me interject right there. I'm glad that you said that because I went down a rabbit hole for weeks looking at all this, uh, this manosphere stuff, different people, different people. I'm not going to even say their names because I don't want to give them all credibility. Uh, and then if me and my wife had an argument, I'm starting to look at her and I'm like, this is what this guy said. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. And then I had a conversation with my, a friend of mine who said the same thing and he was deep in the manosphere and he was like, yo man, I had to stop. He's not married. Uh, he said, I had to stop because it's, it's affecting, you know, my dating relationship mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what it does to you mentally. Yeah, it can and, it, mentally it, it can not, impact your relationships. It can mm-hmm. impact your self-esteem. It can mm-hmm. impact how you see the mm-hmm. opposite race and how you even see your own race. It's, it's mm-hmm. um and your I'm sorry, the gender opposite gender and mm-hmm. your own gender. Mm-hmm. But what I was sharing was that this seems to be this trailing thing where women and, and these men. And I did, again, I didn't hear it so much in Kevin and the pieces that I watched of him. Um, Cause again, people are going to him and asking for advice. Right. But the other two where they're just kind of talking about their opinions and I'm like, where is the research? You know, mm-hmm. it's just craziness. The one, the one guy, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't even understand how some, how they, they could have platforms. Cause one of them just sounded like he really couldn't talk. Like, I'm like, you can't even talk. So <laughs> right. how did you even get like, you're, you can't even enunciate. So how did you even get a platform? But one of the things that seems to be a running trail with the other two is that uh, Kevin, not Kevin Samuels, Jesse Peterson and uh, Coach Greg, I think it was, Mm -hmm. is that this this idea 
that women um women are so negative and they just they take they they tear down anything that they come in contact with now coach the one coach greg he said that women uh are sexual partners that's it for him and he mm-hmm. was just and he was really making fun like yeah after i get done and, and you know and and Peterson was saying, like, I think he called him like a slum maker, a slut maker. He called yeah, him a slut maker. That's what he called him. Yes, that's, maker, what he called. Right? that's his term. So, you know, that he was holding him accountable in some aspect of violating women. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, Kevin, uh, the coach was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm gonna have three or four come over today and do some acrobatics on me. And mm-hmm. basically saying that he doesn't believe in having a relationship with women because they're incapable of having a relationship because mm-hmm. they're selfish. I mean, and, and we're not talking like they're not talking about their experiences with one woman or a situation in their life. The mm-hmm. way that it's all women, it's all women, mm-hmm. even when when um when uh, I, I feel like uh, Coach Greg mentioned something about maybe not all women because he felt like he had a decent mother. Uh, Peterson was like most women, most women. I'm like, so you you met most women in the, in the world, like you met right, right, right. you mo- you met most black women in the world because he's specifically talking about black women. You know, yes, he, mm-hmm. I just I, I'm like, well, whenever we do that, whenever we just qualify it for everybody, mm-hmm. that's when we're in trouble. And mm-hmm. and again, when I hear these two men speak, I just think it's coming from a place of hurt. You know, like Coach uh, Greg has shared that he went through a divorce and it got ugly, and he was talking about, like you said, talking about some of the things that people do in the midst of a divorce, in particular what his ex did. Are we capable of doing that as women? Sure. Our mm-hmm. wrath does look different than a male's wrath, but men got wrath too. Mm-hmm. But while you call us, you know, while we, you say a woman's wrath or a woman's scorn, uh, or what is the statement about women's scorn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell has no fury like a woman scorned, right? Right. Okay, so that may be accurate for many of us. When we are scorned, we tend to, you know, we can get really um bitter, right? But you guys, you when you guys get scorned, not all of you, but men have men, your scorn may look like physical abuse. Your scorn may look like um uh uh a womanizing or having multiple children mm-hmm. outside of the relationship. So we both have scorn, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It may look different, right? Mm -hmm. But we both have scorn. And so when you, when we start to categorize everybody based upon our personal experiences with a small subset of the population, Mm -hmm. to some degree, I question the sanity of that. Right, right. And here's the other thing, me just talking about this, is there, if if any of those individuals we named or any one of the, or any man who follows this movement they will call me a simp. Mm. First of all, I hate that word. That's like that's like a Bama word to me. <laughs> it really is. It's really a Bama word. What is a uh, simp? What is a simp? Explain it for us. It's, it's, it's a simp basically is a weak man, an emasculated man. Or what, what they're saying now, you're not an alpha man, you're beta. Jesse Peterson always says that you're a beta man. You're not standing up. You're not a man's man. You're not an alpha man. You're not... Uh, you're not uh, taking leadership. A, a, a alpha man is the one who walks in the room, gets respect. His woman does what he says and things of that nature. He's control over his whole situation. In one of the interviews, I saw that the interview between Coach Greg and uh, Coach um, Mr. Peterson. Mm-hmm. One of the things he said, uh, wait, no, 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 no. It was uh, Peterson you know? with a pastor. Geno Jennings, Pastor Geno Jennings. Jennings, right? And I don't subscribe to everything Pastor Geno Jennings said, mm-hmm. but a That's lot of what he, He's funny. a lot of what he said, I do subscribe to. But mo- it was some of the stuff he was talking about, I was like, yeah, that's not accurate. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things he said to uh, Gino, Gino was like, yeah, I, I talked to my wife. He said, I get advice from my wife. And he was like, uh, the other one, Peterson, amazing. I'm like, that does not sound intelligent at all. Right, right. Well, that's, that's one of his taglines, amazing and beta and something else. Crazy. Right. And um, he was like, you listen to your wife? And he didn't call him a simp, but he did imply like, hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, that must be some really bad advice you're getting. Like, you don't right, even know right. this woman. You don't right. even know this woman. So, gang, we're going to wrap it up right there because the next half is about 25 minutes long as we're going into more detail about this. I hope that you are enjoying this. Please DM us. You know all the tags and everything is going to be on the outro. Holla at y'all. That's it, gang. That's all for today, but we are just getting started. This four-week series is going to be fire. Be sure to like and subscribe on all your listening platforms and also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any topics that you think would be good for this podcast, please, please, please do not hesitate to email us or DM us. And until next time, gang, stay sane.